0: Hey, everybody. This is uh, Ethan and Kat, and we are, but uh, you guessed it, live. Live.
1: And I... (laughs) Can I hear myself? I don't know. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Do you want
0: me to turn you up a little bit?
1: Well, you think you got me turned down?
0: Mm, Just... It it would just be your headphones. I mean, does that help? Sure.
1: Oh, yeah. That's better. Can Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear.
0: Okay. Do... Does that test testes? One, two, three. Does that sound good? All right. So uh, a couple of things. First of all, I want to say I'm going to spend a little bit of time at my computer, which I try not to do quite as much, but it does happen. And we are going to. Uh, that. Okay. That looks good. Good enough, folks. You can see us. Like I said, this is a whole pot of coffee kind of conversation. Not as much a. Mm, Ethan on bourbon kind of conversation. Let's go with that.
1: Especially because he was definitely not batting 100 or 1,000 or anything last time. Hey,
0: I'm batting at least 1,000 now. Get this thing out of my way. Okay. So there's a couple of things that we want to talk about first and foremost. Um, uh, We are just getting started, and what I would love to see is some check-ins. We've got some check-ins rolling, it looks like. Uh, Nice.
1: You guys know the drill.
0: You do know the drill. Heck yeah, we got 50 people tuned in already. Okay, so what do we got for check-ins there, baby?
1: Someone checked in an hour ago. Heck they yeah, were like, dedication, hour, baby. Uh, Therand oh, The random YouTuber. That's the random YouTuber. Oh, we know you. Oh, the random. Oh my gosh. I'm terrible at reading these. The Random YouTuber. There we go. You just
0: have to s- sound off.
1: Yeah. Checking in from South Dakota, from Jordan Fast. Uh, Pennsylvania checking in from Dark Whiskey. New Jersey here from Don Quinn. Hello from California, Tag J. Um, hello again from Michigan, Julie Kasser. Um, Got... Iowa checking in. Halt two fifty R. I love my Patreon access. Awesome, yeah. thanks, Julie. Thank
0: you. We're happy to be able to help you.
1: Hello from Missouri from Missouri. Eric Hogan. The DeCox from California are here. Woo-hoo. East Bay Signing Services. Um. Hello from Duluth, Minnesota.
0: Minnesota.
1: More Minnesota from I know, Jake. That's Virginia. Horrible.
0: It's a horrible, horrible accent. Let's go.
1: Wisconsin, Bemidji, Michigan, Oregon, Wisconsin. Pennsylvania, Alberta. I'm assuming that's Canada. That's awesome.
0: Don't assume you know. Come on.
1: So lots of check ins. Arkansas, California, Wisconsin. South Australia. What? What What
0: time is it in Australia?
1: Yeah, there's got to be a little bit of a time difference. Montreal, Canada. That's so cool.
0: Connecticut. We love it, love it, love it, love (laughs) it. it, it. All right, folks. So we've been talking about this for a little while. And I do want to say first of all and foremost... Thank you for everybody that submitted pedigrees. Uh, there was a lot of them and we appreciate it. It was fun to kind of look through and go through them. Um, I will explain why we picked some of them and it it's, it's uh, some of them just require a little more research than I've got the ability to do. In a reasonable amount of time, and I'll explain why here shortly. Um, what we're going to be doing in this episode, if you will, is a deep dive into pedigrees. We get a lot of questions about what does my pedigree mean, as well as maybe um, some of whoop, get you out of the way. Wow, um, some of the things about w- titles, um, inbreeding, line breeding some of the things that Kat and I specifically look at when we're picking breedings. We're gonna cover all of those things, as well as I'm gonna show, we're gonna work through a couple pedigrees that were submitted and I will go through those. Ah, uh, Do you know what I didn't do? So you guys are gonna to have to help me a little bit. I printed these off, but I didn't uh, write down who they came from. I can do that. For you. Genius. There. I'm batting slightly less than a 1,000, but not much, okay? Because y'all are listening, and you're going to be able to say,
1: hey, that's my pedigree.
0: And And you've uh,
1: also got a pretty awesome assistant wife over here that can uh, look those up real quick. Assistant,
0: assistant. I got to be your assistant the other day, so that worked out good.
1: That's right.
0: We've got um, some stuff now. What I, I technology, right, folks? So what I was able to do here is oh, we had a super chat already. We had a super chat. Rock and already. roll on that, and then we'll deep. Then we'll deep dive. Okay, I'm going to use that word as many times. Everybody that's uh, sitting listening, got some bourbons. Uh, yeah, it's a bourbon night for you. I understand completely. It's no problem. Every time I say the word deep dive, just. Take a shot.
1: So, William Chesson said, I love my new gear. Can we get the pink hat? Fort Drum, New York. Okay. I need to know what pink hat. Now, there is a pink hat on um, you our want website. You're a guy with
0: the pink gun hat. I'm
1: assuming. Because we have a pink hat, but it's the ladies, like, sassy hat for their ponytails. And I'm assuming you want... Um, a guy with a pink gun
0: hat want a guy with a pink gun hat. I'm guessing if not, I apologize for sounding vain enough to, uh, uh, have jumped on that one, but, uh, definitely for those of you that don't know, I would drastically appreciate your help in this situation. Just started another channel covering all of the silliness that is me as well as, uh, pigeons. Well, not as well as, but as well as. I'm shotgunning, hunting, pigeon, guiding, it's it's a kind of a combination of all the things as well as uh, we lit our pasture on fire uh, purposely. And I will have to say you are going to probably watch the video. It will come out very soon. It was insane. It was an absolutely insane thing. It was uh, approximately 100 acres we burned to the ground. You need to check that out. But that is Guy with the Pink Gun, YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Help me out. We're trying to grow this a little bit. Um, to get these folks the content they're looking for.
1: And people have already been asking for merch on that channel too. So this is pretty appropriate. And the fact that people wanted like bourbon and bird dogs, t-shirts and things like that. We're working on it.
0: Uh, Quality graphics take a little time to develop. And so we're working on it, but uh,
1: slowly, but surely.
0: Okay, so what you've been waiting for, though, is jumping into this. Now, technology, I've got set up here so that instead of looking at this and me going, look what's on my computer screen, I can actually do this. Watch this right here. Let's hopefully, hopefully it works. Okay, so we're going to go. Now, you should be populating here. Uh, It's a picture of Kat and I, which looks like it's a little bit shrunkity down.
1: I have to get closer to him. Uh, uh,
0: I think I can. I think I can change the size of that just a little bit. Mm.
1: Something, not,
0: something. not 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 hundred percent sure why that's not working. Yeah, that that works, huh? Right.
1: And I have to talk like this. Um. Uh, well, guess what? Well, wouldn't that be that? Do we? It have is, to but
0: that? It, we're in frame otherwise. So let's just do that. Ugh. Oh! 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 Oh!
1: That didn't work. It's, it's pulling a that. webcam. Ah, stop that. Okay, okay, can you fix that? Yep, I can fix okay. that really fast. Like, Whew. Good. So while you're fixing that, I'm going to read some more Super Chats.
0: I wondered where why you were in there. But, uh, no, the, the, I saw the webcam was on. I couldn't figure out why, where it was, why the green light
1: was on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, William Chesson said, yes, pink hat, Jack Daniels here. Is this Jack Daniels that we're going to be working with and training your dog later? I have him on the schedule.
0: Look at that. That is beautiful. Oh, good job. All right, folks. So it it should show up now on your end. I'm guessing we're rocking her. Yeah. Heck yeah. You can see us. kind of in the corner of your screen and you're going to be able to see what I'm doing here shortly. We got a super chat rolling in there.
1: Yes. So this one is also from East Bay Signing Services, which is Olive's family. Hey. I love how I refer to people that I know by their dogs. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. sorry, Mallory. (laughs) Um, Thank you for your content. Olive is watching here with us. As Navda judges, what are your expectations for handlers on an NA test? And will you guys be doing any videos on NA Ut testing. So, just for clarification, technically Ethan is not a Navda judge. I'm not, He's folks. He's actually an AKC judge. Um, I am a Navda judge, but anytime we're asked questions via social media and things like that, we're supposed to say things like, um, "I'm going to answer this question, but I am not representing Navda as a whole. These are my opinions. So I'm just going to throw that out there. It's that whole." C-O-A or CYA, C-Y-A.
0: C-Y-A is there what you you're looking for there.
1: Um, so we've talked about the potential of doing some videos on natural ability and or UT testing. But again, that would probably need to get approval from NAVDA um, as a whole just to make sure that they're oh, on board with on. everything. That No, we're
0: it's not. Doing. We can make whatever kind of videos we want. We just have to say... Navda didn't make this, okay? okay. That's it. We, we do plan to do it. It's going to be a fairly time-consuming project, and we want to make sure it's done right. So it is coming. Unfortunately, it won't be for a minute. But... Um,
1: but I can give you a quick rundown of what you can kind of expect from your day at the test um, and what the judges are going to expect from you um, as far as a natural ability test handler. So if it's your first time testing, they're going to actually ask you technology. Stop interrupting.
0: I'm sorry. It's cool.
1: They're going to actually ask all the handlers if anybody's first time handlers. And if you are, I would highly recommend raising your hand not that that's going to give you a disadvantage or an advantage of any kind, but they're going to make sure that if you have any questions, they're answering those. They may give you a little extra help in the sense of, hey, guys, guess what? We're headed to the field next and, oh, we're headed to the water, um, just so that you make sure that you're not getting left behind at any of the locations. Um, the test marshals are also really good about keeping everyone organized that way, Um The cool part about the natural ability test is we are actually not judging the handlers. There's not really an obedience aspect of the test. There is a cooperation aspect, but we're judging the dog, we're judging the puppy, and we're judging their natural ability. So if we tell you to do something, it's to try and get the best picture of what your dog is that day. So if we make a suggestion, Hey, maybe you should stop doing this. That's because we're trying to see the best thing out of your dog. And we have a lot of experience, uh, in helping handlers handle their dogs better. So that's the type of thing that you can expect, um, from judges. They should be pretty open to helping. Everyone wants everyone's dogs to do the best that they can that day. Um, we get to see your dog for a very short amount of time. And we want them to be, you know, performing at their optimum mobility, but we only can see and judge what we can see that day. So I would say, um, go into it, ask questions. If you have questions and listen, if your judges are making suggestions, it's to help you and your dog be as good as you can that day. So great question.
0: It's a really good question. All right, folks, this is kind of the moment you've all been waiting for. I'm going to show you uh, what I, this is the the geeky, nerdy part of it. I'm going to show you the program that I utilize. Now, there's a couple things. I'm going to start this off with, excuse me, program is called Pedigree Explorer. There are several different versions of different things out there. This is the one I started with, redeveloping the stuff that I've already entered and all of that data and designing our pedigree layouts and all of those kind of things would take a very long time. Um, this was uh, essentially introduced to me by um, Clyde Vetter, Sharpshooter Kennels. He showed me uh, kind of how this program works and how to utilize some of those things. And um, he was a little data hoard because he put time, effort, and energy into entering hoarder, hoarder. Yeah, I know. Yeah, hoarder. Okay, um, I am not that way. Folks, and the reason why is because I want people to be able to take a look at this. There are other people that have open or had, excuse me, rest in peace, um, gentlemen that passed recently had a huge database, huge, huge, huge.
1: That was open to the public.
0: Yes, which was Dave, awesome, and that's a, where I did a lot of my fact checking. He was rarely had any mistakes in there, and when I found mistakes that I could prove, I would send those over, and he made the corrections. Awesome guy, Dave Dulac, um, with. Koenig kennels. None of that stuff's up anymore. Um, and like I said, he passed, he passed recently. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but this is the program. I am going to pull it up cause I don't believe you're looking at it. Uh, sorry. Pedigree Explorer. Now how to look at this specifically. Um, these are some of the breakdowns. Okay. There's a lot of things going on here. You should be able to see my mouse, everything that's happening. If you have questions, Kat's checking them. We're going to do our best, but I need to run through some things so you know where we're coming from. Okay. First of all, on the left side, you've got tools, navigator, editor, grid. This is, this program is ridiculously not user friendly. Okay. It is not intuitive. It does not work the way you think that it should. And it takes a little while to learn. And there are still goofy things that just you figure out workarounds because the goofy things are just not fixable. So um, it's an extremely old, uh, like Windows 2000 build on, I don't know. It's bad, okay? But it works and it does the calculations correctly and it um, it allows you to make a decent pedigree once you've created this. So, um, you've got tools we primarily use the navigator and the editor and then the grid, which is this, um, which is essentially a spreadsheet that shows all of the dogs that I have in the database. Um, then we go down to the bottom. There are 26,293 short hairs. That's right here with old ZY sports Maximilian, whatever his name is there. Number twenty six thousand two hundred ninety three injured. Now, when we do things through this, uh, it is all in the process of creating a pedigree. These are not certified pedigrees by the individual registry. Now, that's another thing. We're gonna I'm gonna jump around as little as possible while still explaining it as we go. Certified pedigrees come from a registry. Registries include Navda, AKC. There's Canadian clubs. Uh, there's UKC. clubs in. Yep. There's clubs in. Um, there's the. Yeah. You, there's CKC as well, I think, or something to that effect. There's lots of registries, okay? Um, some of them better than others. Most of them good. It's it's part of what they do. The individual registries typically have individual testing systems and individual titles. So if you have a certified pedigree and you go, huh, why are my titles not showing up here? It's probably because they don't fall into the tier of uh, that specific club's testing Regime, uh, testing options, availability, whatever. Their tests and titling. So let's say you have an AKC title of a junior hunter. It won't show up on your NAVDA pedigree. If you have a NAVDA natural ability title, which is not a title, it's a score for an event. I think they consider VC is the only title they offer, but whatever. It doesn't show up on your AKC pedigree. Neither does versatile champion in that situation. So there's also obedience there's uh, other coursing events. There's now dock diving, which I don't know exactly what that falls under as far as clubs go. But there's a, a whole bunch of different events that you can do with your dogs. Your dog's can earn try to titles. Those apply to your dog's name. We primarily deal in a smaller circle of those things. Um, but we include as many of the titles as we can. So on this side, this is a five generation pedigree. This is primarily what we work with. There's also a four generation pedigree. Now you'll see all of these, uh, let me zoom in here a little bit. You see all of these asterisks. Those mean I haven't taken the time to match up the pieces to the spots in the database to make the correct information show up there to format this. I did on this one and formatting this. uh, We did a couple things here, the colors on these show repeated ancestors. We'll talk about that. Um, As well as it does show the titles. You've got parents, grandparents, -grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great, and great-great-great. That's all five generations. The dog's information up here at the top. And then down at the bottom, my little caveat that I created this pedigree. And if there's any issues with it, please let me know. Um, And then we have a date of birth, color markings owned by Bred by, because that person earns as much respect or notification or whatever as the person that owns the dog, okay? They took a big part of that. Hip score, coefficient of inbreeding. This is a big one. Um, Call name I've got on there and then sex of the dog, male, female, whatever. Um, There are only two options, folks. We have uh, a couple of things. You said it looks like there's a super chat coming through? Yep. Okay. Give me just one second. And then, so this is the basis. Okay. Uh, This is the.
1: Sorry, I had to clear my throat. Okay.
0: This is the basis of what we've got rolling here. Um, The last thing is if we go back into, sorry, go back into our grid, um, which Uh, these are nuances and I can, if somebody really wants to get into this themselves, I can, I can help with that, but you've got a forms tab down here. You've got your um, individual dog tab, and then you have your grid tab. And if you're not in your grid tab, these other buttons that I'm about to show you won't work. So these are some of the quirky things that learning it. Okay. So we come in here. I'd ask you if you want to back up every 10 seconds, Um,
1: but don't ignore it constantly because there will be times that it will just crash on you. And then you're like, oh my gosh. Yes. The program. Yeah. I I say
0: I entered two or three dogs. I'm clicking this little save button. Save me. Save me. Um, but calculating inbreeding. Okay. This is where we can pull a dog, any of the dogs in the whole database. We can hit calculate and it gives us a whole bunch of cool information that I'm going to explain to you here in a little bit. We've got a super chat.
1: And it's from East Bay Signing Services how do you get more than four generations from AKC? Which is a really good question. It's
0: an excellent question. It's something that I was going to cover, but I can throw the to-do in here. Um, You do research pedigrees. And if you have your, I think you can do, I think you can do five generations. Yes, in a research pedigree on AKC's website, which they change on, I believe the monthly is kind of their thing. Um, it's difficult to follow it around, but it's usually in the store section. You can actually, you're going to find the link. I find was going to see if pedigrees. Yep. Yeah. So Ordering Kat's, research
1: pedigrees. Yep.
0: So Kat's going to throw a link in there for you all. So you can find AKC research pedigrees. Now in Navda, all of that information is, um, open source, right? Would that be appropriate terminology? Open source. You can click on it. You can view it. Their whole database is available on the interwebs, um, and they've done a really cool job updating that more recently here. And it's got, it's A, it's got great information. B, um, it's fairly easy to navigate. But if you're looking for more than that fourth generation, um, sometimes you need to, what, what we would typically do, if I have a three generation or I know the parents and I'm looking to gain more on a specific dog, let's say my dog that I'm thinking about, I would buy the five generation because um, you got to buy them on AKC's website. Uh, I would buy the five-generation pedigree of mom and the five-generation pedigree of dad or wherever my lack of information kind of falls off there. I'm going to buy the five-generation of the furthest back that I can.
1: Yep, exactly. So I put the link for where you can get those in.
0: You're going to pin it to the top for now?
1: Yep, and I'm pinning the message to the top for now. So you guys can grab that link, and that's where you can get those research pedigrees for Mm five-generation, and it says step-by-step ordering instructions all the things that you need to know from AKC.
0: Now, I want to take one quick second. Uh, Is this coming through correctly? Let's get a few things. Like I click on this bad boy here. Y'all should be able to see the pedigrees, right? That's rocking and rolling on your end. There's like a couple second lag here. Let's see what everybody has to say.
1: Someone asked if the data is public or shareable. So our pedigree explorer program, yeah, the information
0: is not public, is not public.
1: It is shareable. You can share your database.
0: I, I would be happy to share my database with you. Yep. And there's going to be some specific things that you need to see in order to enter it and continue following along the way that I've done it because it's completely customizable to each individual person. You can, when you get versed in the software, you got to buy the software. I don't. I don't have a way to share you a license via the software. It's like uh, maybe forty or fifty bucks. But um,
1: Charles is on here, which is awesome because hey, he's Charlie, kind of, he's kind of jumping in and answering a couple questions too as we go, which is super helpful. Yes. Charles. Charles can kind of be our moderator for this one via the for as long as you can chats. be there, buddy. Okay, yep. so
0: everybody's coming through; they can see Good. everything that's going on. Okay, so now I want you to stop and take a moment and say thank you to a patron, okay? This involved purchasing some software. All of the things that help make this stuff possible comes from the money that it's brought in through Patreon. So if you're enjoying this, say thanks to a patron or become one yourself, patreon.com slash standingstonekennels. All right, let's jump back into this. I'm going to show you...
1: Um... William Chesson, thanks again for the super chat. Yeah. He said, I will send Sammy Winchester when he is six months. I love oh, heck, the names. Yeah. I love the names. That's so much fun.
0: Absolutely. Um, Let's go. So I broke down the software a little bit, kind of what happens in here. And then also what we'll be looking at, kind of some, some basics. Um, I want to start with one. And we're going to roll through a few of these throughout the evening. I've got... Um,
1: Tell me which one you're pulling up and I'll... The the information on it.
0: Um. Uh, let's do this one. This person's. Uh, I believe this dog belonged to them, right? Which which one, honey? This is the Blackthorn Hudson. yes that is owner Don
1: Quinn.
0: Yeah, Don Quinn is Don on this evening. I Don know. and Vincent Quinn. I don't know if I've seen that come through yet, but this is one that I want to talk about here. Sent over a pedigree. This is a NAVDA pedigree. Whee! Okay, it's already so, entered. <laughs> yeah, I entered it here. Uh, Black Thorn Hudson. So, I am in the navigator portion. Come up here. I enter this bad boy in. It starts auto-filling.
1: And Don Quinn is here. Heck
0: yeah, Don. Thanks for sending this over. I don't know if you did the testing and titling, but... Uh, that's absolutely fantastic. Either way, it's a, you know, it's an honor to own High a versatile level championship of achievement champion. for sure. Excuse me. It's not a versatile championship. It's a versatile champion. I totally screwed that up. Okay, so we have pulled up Blackthorn Hudson. Now you go into the editor section. This is where I entered the dog's name, sex, date of birth, sire. These are all, again, this is just a, a spreadsheet, database type. I mean, it's that's the data idea behind entry. this. It's data entry.
1: And we kind of have, Ethan and I have a system. So Usually I'll look at the Kat pedigrees. Usually
0: reads and I type. And
1: until I get tired of his typos and all his fat fingering. And then I'm like, let's switch. <laughs> but.
0: Yeah. It's a um, lot of data to enter. So having
1: a teammate is helpful. Yep.
0: Sire. And then dam. And then you can put multiple registration numbers in here. I only had the AKC pedigree.
1: Navda pedigree. The Navda
0: pedigree, excuse me. And then um, what we have them listed here as is pre-titles, post-titles. So, titles that come in the beginning of their name, titles that come at the end of their name. That's why you see I didn't enter the titles up here. They come in down here. Don't change anything, please. Um, The dog's color. And this is like this... 26,000 dogs is the reason why I could only work with short hair. Sorry, folks. So we, it's It takes a lot in order to build out what I'm going to show you. Um, and then we've got color. Then we have owner and breeder. Now, we can pull up this five-generation pedigree that this produces. I'm going to close this for a second. There's a couple things that we need. And if you throw in some stuff for us, I can fill that in. What is Blackthorn Hudson. Hudson's call name?
1: That's what she said, Hudson. Okay.
0: Editor, I'm assuming. I almost put it in, but I didn't want to assume that. Okay. H-U. You're going to see a couple other things, and this becomes a personal preference. I would say it's probably not 100% accurate. Uh, I can't see it. It's just small. HUDS1. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got her. That's going to populate here again. Hudson. Now, uh, we'll calculate this one in a second. This one auto-fills for me. Um, hips, had I would assume, since it looked like he had a, maybe a breeder award even. have you, You've done Hips, right? Are we OFA certification on that? I thought I saw maybe. And we can fill that last bit of info in. Let me know when that pops through. So, this is the pedigree. Now, a couple really cool things in here. You can see... This little bit of color that is repeated ancestors in this first five generations. Now, another one that we look at here is the family tree that goes back to seven generations. Look at all that data.
1: And Ooh. all those pretty, pretty colors.
0: All those pretty colors. So let's zoom in here and you can kind of see, again, I haven't taken the time to, cause you, you literally have to format each individual box Man, don't care that much. I like the pretty five generation pedigrees and that's all we work with. But you see um, how exponentially larger this pedigree gets as you get seventh generation and eighth, ninth, tenth will be out here. Um, but there's some repeated dogs in here. Let's go ahead and. Um, and then again, it starts here, the pedigree. You've got your top side, your bottom side, that'd be Sire. And damn, um, then we're gonna come back here to our grid. We get any info on hips yet in there?
1: Um, she has done hips and he's a chick certified dog. But oh, I could look give, that up, but, but I didn't. We, unfortunately, there was only a limited amount of time yeah, to I didn't look that up, put all the data in. So there was a few things that we didn't end up entering um, that obviously can be entered later, but um, we don't have the actual numbers or data right now, so.
0: Nope, so this is the big one, folks inbreeding coefficient results. We've got Blackthorn Hudson. I'm gonna click calculate. Now-
1: Calculating.
0: Calculating, enhance. Uh, Max generations for inbreeding calculation. We're doing 10 generations, okay? 10 generations has 2,046 total dogs in it. I can't make this any bigger y'all. So I know it's showing up, it's fairly small. Now, what this shows here total number of ancestors entered means I have 2001. So I'm missing 45 dogs from his 10 generation pedigree. If it were me and it were my dog, I would be going through finding the random missing spots and I would buy research pedigrees or looked at uh, information up on NABDA or Koenig's website that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and find those and fill those holes if it was possible. Now, I do have a couple dogs where I don't have all of it, and AKC doesn't have it. Nobody has it. The information is just gone. Um,
1: and when you get back, you know, 10 generations, you think about that. That's a long time in the past, and records weren't kept as well, things like that. I think mm-hmm. Data wasn't entered sure, as easily. Back up so, for us, whatever. Um, sometimes those ancestors get lost, and there's just no way to get that information anymore.
0: Absolutely. So while it's
1: backing up, oh, it's done.
0: Okay. So we've got total number of unique ancestors. This one's a cool one Um, 626 dogs. Now, the best way that I can explain this to you is it took 626 dogs to fill all 2001 filled spots in this specific pedigree. So that plays into the role of the amount of tightness line breeding, or inbreeding, if you will, that happened in this specific pedigree. Now, let's go back here. This shows that your COI, coefficient of inbreeding, is 4.7%. This is pretty low. Now, I had a conversation with a gentleman the other day, and he threw a bunch of generalizations out there. Oh, you're not supposed to go above six, or ooh, uh, I don't do any breedings unless it's above twenty. What do we got?
1: Charles looked up.
0: Uh, oh, looked his up hips. the info. What do we got?
1: Um, OFA good okay. for his hips. So Charles took Don's chick number that she put in there and was able to look up his hips. Which
0: Shoot! What was uh, the breeder? I just screwed that up.
1: Um, was okay.
0: it uh, Anita? Well, if you
1: hadn't thrown that on the ground.
0: Is it Anita?
1: No, Vincent or no hold on uh Steven Clements so Oh it Clemens. wasn't
0: wrong I had just oh, shoot Clements there you go all right Cle- Clements Clements yep. whatever mm-hmm. Okay so we've got hips here What are we OFA, OFA good. So I put in here OFA good just so you've got that Now if we come back here we're jumping a little bit just to show you what this looks like it's updated now OFA good and it should have done, it should have calculated that. Whoops! slow down now. Where are we at, y'all? Right here. You, dirty dog, you.
1: It didn't save it.
0: It didn't. Here, calculate inbreeding again. Do it. Okay, we're there. Close. Aha. Aha. Now it's there. Uh, so now you see See, I. So this is the completed... Fun version that I like to create and you see on our website and the whole nine yards. If you're interested in this, I'm going to go. This looks uh, you already have a certified pedigree and that's fantastic. But we're going to go to save as a picture. And then I'm going to type in Hudson. Hudson. And I'm going to save it in where all of my other saved pedigrees are you would like it, I can send it to you. Um. Now, I want to go back and talk about a couple other fun things here. And then I'm going to show you some examples. And after I show you some examples of our dogs, and I'm going to show you some sample breedings, and then we're going to get right back into a couple of the other submitted pedigrees. So again, we come back in here to calculate inbreeding, hit the calculate button. And then um, this is another one that's really interesting. It's called percentage of blood. To break this down, um, we've got Blackthorn here. Then below that, we have Garbanita bonanza, which is 50% blood. That means daddy. Then we have Blackridge angel daisy, 50% blood. Mom, dad, right? 100% blood is the dog in question. 50% blood would be mom and dad, half and half. Then you come down here. Grandparents, 25%, 12.5%. Break that down as you keep going. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What do we have here? Jageroff's Baron Von Windig. Guess what? This dog doesn't show up until the fourth generation, but is equivalent percentage blood of the third generation. All right, guys. So now we're starting to see some stuff. We can sort this.
1: And the reason behind that is because that dog is showing up in the pedigree more often.
0: Line breeding, folks. Yes.
1: And that's where that unique dogs and ancestors come in.
0: Yep. I did something uh, pretty cool there. It was a little tricky. I sorted them. By this column, Z to A, as it has listed here, meaning the the Most. biggest to least, I guess. That just happens to be how it works. So now we can look down here um, at the dogs that are populating. Speaking of Shooting Star's sharpshooter, he does not show up until generation three, but is greater than a grandparent. Um and this one is a really interesting one. Hill Haven Hustler. It's a Hall of Fame dog. Um, he shows up here 17.18% blood, but doesn't show up until the fifth generation. Another fifth gen. Let's go. I don't remember that exact. So fifth generation would be on average. What is that? Six. Three. 3.125 would be an average fifth generation dog. Hustler happens to fall into that category. And in that category, he shows up so many times that he, nine to be exact, um, is 17% blood. Now this one gets even crazier. Axel. And that dog shows up in
1: a lot of pedigrees we've seen. Yes.
0: Especially, uh, pedigrees, versatile Mm -hmm. dogs. Axel Von Washer Slig, I believe is how you, it's pretty close to how you pronounce it. Um. He's an out-crossed dog, according to this, and that may be my lack of uh, data entry behind him. But he doesn't show up until the eighth generation, and he happens to show up sixty-six times in this pedigree. Wowzer, folks! Wow. So that makes him fourteen percent blood, more than a grandparent, yet doesn't show up until generation eight. Now,
1: no more than a great-grandparent. Grandparents, twenty-five.
0: Right. Sorry, more than a great grandparent, but uh in fact, does not show up until the eighth generation. How many is that? Great, great, great grandparent? I, great, 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 track great, great, lots of greats in there. Okay, folks. So um now we're going to go ahead and clear this out. So that explains a little bit percentage blood. When you are looking at two dogs and you are planning a breeding, you are going to get two things. Let's flip back here. Big picture. Okay. Okay. So when you're looking at pedigrees, you're looking at uh, or, or breedings, I'm going to take dog A and dog B and make puppies, okay? So once we have done that, we are going to primarily see mom and we are going to see dad. They are there. Now, whichever dog is more tightly bred, you are going to see more of that dog because they throw a smaller selection of genes to pull from Therefore, they get repeated more often. Therefore, there's a greater chance they get pulled from. Therefore, they show up in the puppies. Does that make sense? hope so. Now, if you make your mating and there's some of those repeated ancestors here and here, and this dog's more tightly bred, well, then you're going to see the little pieces that come from over here that are repeated that are extremely happy-go-lucky over here, okay?
1: And those things. Start to add up.
0: They start to add up. Now, the cool thing behind this, and this is where stuff gets a little haywire, okay? Too tightly bred, right? That's going to throw the R word. I won't even say it because cat will poke me or kick me under the table, but it's going to throw some special puppies, right? I mean, that's the same thing of uh, cousin, kissing cousins or whoa inbreeding, right? Okay? Well, and
1: that's what gives inbreeding Breeding a bad, like having any amount of inbreeding uh, yeah. a bad name. and
0: not that I'm saying I'm condoning this, all right? I'm a human being as well, but there is, it's not like magically there's deformities that just happen from those situations. Now, if it gets continued over an extended period of time, all that's going to happen on the forefront of the situation, so we have like... Um, and this is something that happens on a, on a fairly regular basis. Grandparents back to granddaughters, right? So you've got a, a, a granddaughter getting bred to essentially...
1: Her grandpa. Her
0: grandpa. And then that makes if this puppy, it's a, it's a great-grandparent and a father, okay? That's line breeding. And what you're going to end up doing is is shortening or lessening the gene pool making it smaller, fewer things to pick from there. Now, when you make that smaller, things get to show up more often. If you've got good things there, good things show up more often, right? If you've got bad things there, I think you know where I'm going with this. Bad things show up more often. So if you have clean lines, you can-
1: Clean, healthy lines. You
0: can line breed in a good way and it's it's beneficial. You're going to get more consistency throughout your litters. Yep. Building
1: consistency so that you- Can plan what you're producing. It's not just a crapshoot. It's not just a, we're putting this dog with this dog. Let's see what we get. We can have an idea based on genetics.
0: The opposite of line breeding would be outcrossing. So we take two dogs that are not very closely related and this specific dog let's go back here
1: hudson isn't super tightly bred no he's four percent four point six or something like Uh,
0: that yeah four something so that's not very tightly bred where even the bonanza ducks quite a bit more tightly bred this is more of an outcross breeding um, but you have to look at both numbers the coi coefficient of inbreeding is most directly related or affected by the first three ish generations the front side the unique ancestors number is most directly um, affected by the backside or the end results. When you get into that sixth, seventh, eighth, 10th generation, there's a lot of repeats that can happen there. So now all of those things being said, um, you've got more consistency in a breeding and people are starting to understand, okay, maybe line breeding's not so bad, right? And then you go from that. uh, Yeah, let's back up again because we haven't done anything yet. But why not? Um, As you, as you continue on with this, you may start to feel a little bit of that line breeding is a good thing. Okay. Now, at the same time, uh, nature is going to say, "Folks, too tight, too tight. We can't let this happen anymore." And the first couple things that go because this is a really big thing with cattle. Um, and any, any type of livestock, line breeding is insane. Okay. And the first things that go, uh, one of which is
1: mothering instincts, mothering
0: instincts. Yep. Drop a calf, walk off. Don't care.
1: Or Not can't paying attention. even have the calf.
0: Can't have like, the Man, calf. I Man. can't
1: have this calf.
0: Whatever. So, um, it's one of those deals that, uh, mothering instincts go away and then the other side of it is just is just true fertility, fertility, where nature says we're not letting you do this anymore, folks. And you have moms that, uh, or dads for that matter, that are not fertile. They don't throw that, produce eggs. They don't produce semen. It's all that that line of saying no more.
1: But just because. You have a dog that might have fertility issues Mm -hmm. that isn't pointing a finger directly at, oh, that dog is too closely bred. That's why it's having fertility issues. There is a whole bunch of things, which is a completely different topic, that can go into fertility issues from nutrition to environmental factors to the health of the dog. So it's not just genetics, but that plays a role as well. We did have a super chat.
0: Go ahead ahead and jump into that. I'm going to pull up here. I think we've covered Hudson's pedigree pretty well. Oh, there was one other thing that I wanted to jump in. Hold that super chat. Five seconds. That's fine. We'll do this quickly. And then I'm going to prepare for the next couple because I want to, I want to jump into some of these other folks so I don't miss those because we're rolling through our time here pretty quick. Um, It's a lot of information, information. a ton of information. It's a pedigree
1: deep
0: dive. Deep dive. Right. So we're back here. Hudson. Wham. The next thing that we look at is count. And this gives me a better indication of exactly what is going on sometimes. This again pulls up there. There's your Axel Dog, right? We talked about that. 66 times he shows up. Then there's several other. Not too shabby there. K. V. D. Wildberg. Unda von Hegehaus. Esser's Chick. Kel. I don't know on that one. Caesar von something something. All right, so a bunch of other dogs in here too. They're rolling in at the 30s, 20s, 19s. Okay. So you see lots of bombs, Vonder, Von. Anytime you see a V in the name or VD or a V, V. Vom or Von. Vom, Von, VD, Von, von Vonder, Von, all it means is of. of. Okay. So I have simplified in a majority of the dogs uh, moving forward. I haven't gone back and corrected every single one of them. Um, but in all the new dogs that I enter, anytime there's a something with a V, I just shorten it to the letter V because it all means the same thing. And that's where some people jump me a little bit about the accuracy of my pedigree. Well, it's not their official formal name, but it looks cleaner on my pedigrees. And that's all that really matters to me. So um, it's, it's still accurate. Okay. They're
1: not certified.
0: But yeah, they aren't certified by anybody but myself, which means nothing, okay? (laughs) Absolutely nothing. But we look at that uh, count. So go ahead and answer the super chat and then we're gonna roll into some other dogs.
1: Okay, so Dawn Fish Hunt said, picking up a GSP puppy next week, she's about eight weeks old, was wondering how much activity and training she should do a week. So that's a really good question. I would highly recommend looking at some of our puppy playlists on YouTube. But when you bring your puppy home, some of the most important things that you're going to want to do in the beginning um, is clicker training. So you're going to want to charge that clicker, and we do that by helping the puppy work for their meals. So we typically feed. Two meals a day. So doing two formal training sessions a day, um, keeping those fairly short because little puppies' attention spans aren't very long. And when they do get distracted, it's a good time to say, okay, we've gone too far. We need to keep these sessions shorter. Um, They do need plenty of exercise as well as that mental stimulation, but it can't always be unstructured play because they can learn some really naughty habits as well in the beginning. So we want to make sure that the play is appropriate, um, that they're spending time in their crate, which is also really important so that they can understand, hey, I've been home for my first week of life at my new families or two weeks of life at my new families, and I never have to spend time in a crate. Then you guys have to get back into the grind because some people I know take time off from work when they're bringing home a new puppy, and then what happens is that puppy gets really used to out time, not so used to crate time, and it can create some really naughty behaviors that are very difficult to overcome, including crying for long, long, long amounts of time on end. So um, definitely keeping a fairly um, structured routine with some flexibility is really important. We actually have a video with Thunder called um, 24 hours in the life yes. of a puppy, I believe. Yes, And that would be a really good one to watch. It shows kind of the day-to-day structure of a day with one of our young puppies. So absolutely. hopefully that helps.
0: Thanks for the question. Um, all right. So I want to show you a couple of these. These are going to go a little bit faster because there's a few things that I want to, we've done the, the general breakdown. Um, I want to say right here, this one, it's going to take a second to, uh, this one right here. Uh, it is kind of, this is an AKC research pedigree.
1: This is what we were talking about. That five uh, generation pedigree. It's
0: just too, too much light on the white piece of paper. Okay. Um, I want to say, Kelly, thanks for submitting Jackson's pedigree, but there was um, virtually none of the dogs on this pedigree in my program, and it would just take too long for me to edit it to prepare for this. If you want me to work on that at another time, we could talk about that specifically, but Especially this Especially because
1: Kelly's a patron, so- Yes, we love you to death. I just
0: don't have enough information. You. And I wanted to show, because this is what a research pedigree looks like, and this is what we use to find a lot of awesome information about dogs. So, thank you for submitting that one, Kelly. Um, this is the next one. Yep. That one. Is this the one that was missing yep. info? Yep, yep, yep. Which, okay. What was this? Uh, the f- f- per- person, Pfeffer, fef- per- and Pfeffer, Pfeffer, Pfeffer. <sighs> So we'll jump back here.
1: I'll see if I can find who sent it.
0: Um, I entered this one in here. I'm gonna come up here to my navigator folks, right? Navigator. And we're gonna type in P-R-I-N-Z-E. There it is. No, Prin- princessin, where are we back at? Here we go. Right there. there we go, okay. So we're gonna double click on that bad boy. We're gonna come up here. Zoom out so everybody can see. We have some holes, folks, some big ones in the early category. Now, this is where I was talking about, right? we got to look at what are we missing. If it were me, I would probably have to go, let's go to the family tree and see what else we're missing. Ooh, yuck, lots of stuff. I personally, for my dogs, would have bought this research pedigree here, which would give me that's generation one. And then I would have two, three, four, and five Which back here. Which would
1: be, this is seven. That would have been eight, nine, 10.
0: Yep, that gets me to 10. So buying this dog. Then I would, and I usually buy them. You can search the dog's names on the internet and come up with pedigrees. But there again, is it's not certified information. And there's a lot of uh, wrong ones out there. Um, with this one here specifically, I would buy... I would probably buy this one and then I would buy this one. And then that's going to get us. I I, I bet once we get back here, I've got majority of the rest of it in there with the older dogs. I have a pretty good collection of older dogs in here. Um, And then that would fill this out right now. If we come back here and look, you're going to see an inbreeding coefficient pop up, but this is um, 4.5. And then you're going to see here that we only have 1500 dogs entered of the 2046. So this unique ancestors number is going to go up a fair amount as we add more dogs in to I mean it could go upwards of five hundred higher, which means it's a fair amount of an outcross of a breeding, which is also shown here with this four point five one nine percent. That's not super I mean there's a little bit of repeat up front. Okay. Not so much on the back end that it makes a big difference. Okay. Let's go to thank you. Did you find out uh, who?
1: I'm trying to find out who's that was. I was looking through all the emails again. Thank you
0: for submitting. I'm going to set it up
1: here. Oh, it says tag J, which I don't know exactly what your actual name is. Um, Was that. Said that was theirs? Theirs. Okay. And they said, I will look to get the research pedigrees. Awesome.
0: Yeah. If you get those, I've got a majority of it here. You send me over the research pedigrees um, or they're like 35 or 40 bucks a piece, depending on what you get. 25, 35, something, it's 30-ish dollars. It's been a while dollars. since we got one. I haven't bought one in a while. Because as I've continued to build out our database, uh, majority of the dogs through as we progress through our breeding program, I have all of them. So- Unless we're adding something completely new. The next one here is Wild Flush Deuce Hustler. Whose dog was that?
1: Uh, Ethan, Ethan. Come on, baby. I'm trying, but there were a lot of emails. So trying to find And a lot of the emails just said, Yawa Pedigree or no subject. So.
0: Yep. Okay. So uh, we've got oh, a breeder oh, there.
1: Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I think I remember seeing that one from
0: John Prokosevich Perkose, from Iowa. I've only heard of the man. Don't know him personally. Okay. No, we don't need to back up. We literally haven't done anything. Thank you, though. Okay. I saved it. Feel better? Alright, so we've got an owned by. I didn't enter that info in there.
1: Oh, I found... Um, Who's the owner? The owner for the Pepper pepper, Pe- pepper Dog.
0: Pepper, pepper Dog. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, so this is another one. Lots of color here. Um, we need a call name on old uh, Wild Flush Deuce Hustler. Is his call name Deuce or Hustler? Or is it like a Gunner or something that has nothing to do with his name? We don't know. I'm going to pull it up here. So
1: it was Trisha.
0: Trisha. Was
1: Pfeffer. The Pfeffer.
0: Thank you, Trisha. Calculating. Here we go. Now we're getting a little bigger. 11.7312%, folks. Um, We can go to the report. We can see 466 dogs. We're missing some stuff back there though. 1860. Usually we can correct that through um, family tree. Oh, there's our hole right there. That's all we need. Uh, It's behind this dog and this dog. And if we grabbed this dog, I could get Bailey's checkmate shadows, a big checkmate was a big field trial breeder, um, way back before my time. So we'd have one, two, three, four, we'd get one generation beyond that. So it's a little wasted on this top side, but we'd get all of this. And again, when we get to generation eight, there's a good chance I've got the rest of it back there. No guarantees, but it could happen. Look at all that color folks. Um, that, uh, COI would go up. And if we pop back over here to our grid, am I on the right deal? Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. Pop back over to our grid. We can go up here. We can calculate our inbreeding again, this calculate section, and then we can go to our, this isn't going to be accurate because, but, uh, Axel Von Washer's like that old boy again, here he is. 51 count, um, He is 11.23% blood, but doesn't show up until the eighth generation again. So that old guy is out to play. Um, Percentage of blood, Z to A. Here we go. We got Hill Haven's Hustler shows up generation five, 16 times. He is more than a grandparent, folks. Okay. Now, um, we need some more stuff in there, but we've got some good stuff. It's uh, pretty well started. Let's go on to the next one. This is kind of a fun... These last two are kind of fun because I already have these in here and I'm going to show you these specifically um, via our dogs. I didn't actually enter these in. This little dog's name is Blackridge's Little Dynamite. Okay? That's a Blackridge Apollo dog bred to Outlanders. Outlanders, keep one eye open. Okay? I'm going to show you something here. If I navigate to... Black Ridge. And then I can go down to Kicking Up Dust.
1: Anybody know who that is? Anybody know who this is?
0: Kicking Up Dust. Oh, look at that. Owned by us. <laughs> Bred by Jake Bean. He's got the uh, Black Ridge kennels out there. Um, Absolute fantastic dog. It's our little, it's our uh, baby girl, Grit. Okay. Mama Grit. Yep, Mama Grit, who has a litter of puppies on the ground. We've got her hips score in there, her coefficient, 5.5. Let's pull this up because you send it in and you get to see it. It is exactly the same. just as what your dog is here. Just has Grit's name on it. Um, we've got the count. Let's look at that. Holy cow, Axel. That's a new record. We've got 59 count on there.
1: That's not a new record. Somebody had 66.
0: It's not a new record. Okay. Um, X here. Now we're going to go to count. and oh, we did that. Sorry. Percentage blood. 17%. The old boys, cre- old boys creeping up in there. Okay. Report now. We've got 1987. I only have 1,987 dogs in grits pedigree. I think I know why I haven't uh, reached out to do more of that because the grit puppies I end up getting all of it because I'm missing less than a little bit in one generation. And then that generation goes away when I do a breeding with it. I think so. That surprises me that I haven't done that. But um, total number of unique ancestors in there, 705. That's getting up there in the numbers wise, which means this is more of an outcross. I mean, and it shows, again, coefficient of inbreeding slower. Uh, and it's, it's more of an outcross. So
1: mm-hmm. now. But from a breeding standpoint. For example, for us, sometimes need we need outcrosses yeah, and we need yeah. things that aren't super tightly bred so that they can be bred to the rest of the dogs from our our breeding program. So pulling in a dog from Outlander's Kennel or from Blackridge's Kennel for a breeding program allows you to not breed yourself into a corner and get too tight.
0: Okay, the next one here, we've got Outlander's Quest for Trouble. That is uh, a litter mate to Outlander's Quite the Terror. Um, That was this next one that was submitted here. And Outlander's Quite the Terror is uh, born May 19th. That's my birthday.
1: Same birthday as Questy Pup. Uh, Go figure. How's that work?
0: Yep. So here we go. 8.1% COI. Go to the report. We've got 2044. So we're literally missing two dogs in that. 564 unique ancestors, that's going down a little bit from the last one, especially. We can look at percentage blood. Uh Uh-oh, Hustler, 25.3%. So he's more than a grandparent, but doesn't show up until the fifth generation.
1: Which is pretty crazy.
0: Not so. Okay, now let's clear that bad boy and then come in here to count and look at total dogs. Axel, 41. See, we're getting a little more um, diversity in this specific breeding. But when you go Axel, that'd be more of your quote unquote German dog. And then you come down here to field dog, 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 field dog. And that's some of the stuff that I look at, okay? If we're doing a cross. Now, this one is an interesting one, okay? I've gone through these pedigrees. Thank you all for submitting them. If any of you that submitted a pedigree, it's not too late. I would love to help you all. But it does take time to do this. If anybody that submitted the pedigrees that I did on the show, if you want your copy of what I've got in that five generation, looks like this bad boy with the colors and your name, I can finish that out for you and I would send it to you. Shoot me an email.
1: Shoot the email over to...
0: Yawa yeah, well, Pedigrees. Yep. Yep. Just shoot we'll it over it. there. I'll check it here in the next day or so, and we'll get uh, these finished out. I'll send it over to you if you want it. You can have it. Excellent. Let me know. Okay. Now, do we have any with questions or anything right uh, now? No okay. extra
1: questions. No extra cool. super chat questions currently, but...
0: Um, questions. We've got, we've got more stuff to cover. Now... We talked about, I'm going to pull this up here so you can see my face big again. So we talked about the breedings, right? How are we planning this stuff out? And I've got some really interesting breedings uh, that I want to show you. We're going to, let me bob back over. Um, we're going to make this as big as possible. Get my name out of the way, my face out of the way for a second here. And then- Nobody wants to see your nobody face Nobody wants anyway. to see my mug. Okay. So here are- some really cool things this is a dog oh what's what's his name um ariel a-i-r-e-l ariel Ariel. yeah there we go a-r-i-e-l ariel von Heghouse. okay look at that bad boy inbreeding coefficient 31 okay so we're here we're gonna go up here we want to look at some info Um, We're going to also pull up your... Let's pull up your pedigree first so we can look at that. Almost the whole thing is colored, folks. It's crazy. Um, Crazy, crazy. Uh, 31%. I've got a registration number. I don't have any of the other stuff. This dog's uh, born in 1992. He's long gone, okay? Grid. And this is just one of those that it's just an interesting thing. I don't even have any idea who this dog is. Just came across his info one time. Okay. Uh, 219 dogs make up the 2046 spots. How nuts is that?
1: And you've got all 2046. All of them.
0: All yep. of them right there. 219 dogs, folks. That's crazy. Okay. 32% inbreeding coefficient for me. This is where I'm going to be looking at it and going. Mm,
1: Ooh, a little
0: tight. Tighter than I want to be. And it's more of just a personal preference or a, like a comfort level with the situation. Obviously, this dog did it. This dog has produced a lot of dogs. I know you can. There's been, another. I've seen uh, him in a lot of pedigrees. There's a there's another one in here. Let me look here. You go. Pr- there's a progeny section somewhere. Single parent. I don't. It's, I don't use it very often. Sorry. Descendants. Uh, all. Shoot. I don't know what that did. Hopefully it didn't screw anything up. Okay. So there's a progeny report somewhere in here. I have to look and see closer. Uh-oh, uh-oh. What?
1: Someone said, anyone else lose audio?
0: Audio's gone?
1: You clicked out of our window.
0: Right? Oh. <laughs> there. Audio is back. I apologize. Goodness, I missed that. We missed that whole thing when I clicked on that because I was like, oh, you want to look at my ugly mug? Audio gone. And I
1: got rid of our audio. So thank you guys for saying, hey, where's the audio? Because otherwise we would have finished out the whole thing without any audio. Yeah,
0: that would have been bad. Okay, so Ariel Von Heghouse, quick recap there. You were watching this happen but didn't hear me talking. We come in here. I've got all, uh, calculate please, 2,046 dogs. There's 219 Oh my God, 219 dogs make a ball 2046 That's spots. not very many. No, that's a lot to repeats, folks. This uh, must; Those folks must have been from... I'm not even going to make a joke about a state or anything, okay? Um, coefficient of inbreeding. We're going to look at percentage blood. Zzt. And then here, we've got Ruff Rife Von Hegehaus. This dude is dang near apparent. Doesn't show up until the third generation. We've got a bunch of other dogs that are way more than grandparents that don't show up until the fifth or sixth generation. Just a lot of repeats, which is what you would expect. Okay, so breeding, folks. This is the stuff that I kind of get nerdy, nerdy about when it comes to our breeding program. This is how I calculate these. I go to puppy, P-U-P-P-Y. This is how I sort them all out. And then I've got a whole list here. You can see all those. All of the sample greens. If we've got a female, I've sampled her out to all of the things that I'm considering the potential of. And including, if you see these double ones here, this says Callie, Josh to Snap Cash. These are sampling out potential puppies of the litters to other puppies of litters that don't exist. Okay?
1: As well as if we have... Clients that are interested in stud services. Yep. I'll sample them out sample for them too. as well.
0: Okay. So one that we're doing here, this one's on the website. I want to show you Allie Bullet. Allie is in heat now. You got to know first. We are um, in the process of working through those things.
1: We are just uh, working Waiting. on timing. 2,046 dogs
0: here in this breeding. 563 unique dogs. We come up here to count... We've got Axel, but it's more of an outcross aspect of things here. We have Axel, then we have Field through there. Uh, Yeah, pretty much. So, this should be some quality Field Dogs. If you get away from this, let's go... um, Okay, this one, uh, good golly, Miss Holly... Okay, twenty-one percent inbreeding coefficient. She threw a lot of herself. There's a good reason for that. Um, Six hundred forty-five. So, so it's an interesting thing to see higher COI, but this is one of our a
1: bigger number, our
0: bigger number of unique dogs. So you've got the front end, back end, and
1: we still are missing a few dogs. So in that the number end. will go up so, a little bit.
0: Yep. yep. Uh, percentage blood. We can pull that back up here. Um, you've got Excalibur von Instrand, Shooting Comments, Hustling Haley's in here. Some interesting stuff. And then if you clear that, we go to count. You're going to see a whole lot of axle. Now, you've got German, 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 German. Ooh, field dog. German, 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 German. Oh, here's some field dogs in here. Okay. Ooh, nope, nope. There was just two. Two field dogs. All right. So what we dealt with that specific dog is more prey drive. Uh, slightly less desire to point and back. Slightly, um, the
1: natural backing was something that we natural were backing
0: she struggled with. Yep, yeah. um, she there's no such thing as a perfect dog. It's always a balance act. Add a little of this, add a little of that. See how we can continue to move in the direction we're looking for up. And with this, she lacked uh, true what I often refer to as true bird dog. Okay, but what she did have was an amazing coat. That comes from all of this stuff here. She had a ton of retrieving desire, water drive, prey drive to the max. She was a hell of a bird hunting machine, no quid in her, um, but a little more dog than the average person could handle.
1: And crazy coated, like
0: I said, coat. Oh, yeah, I missed that. Really, really, I was really reading a comment. Sorry. Okay, so puppy, we got a we got a good comments in there. You need answered.
1: Someone was saying no audio again, but then somebody said audio is okay. So I was trying to be like. Uh, yes, audio. audio
0: is working. I'm looking at it right now. We're, we're pushing audio. So if you aren't getting audio, it's may, maybe turn the volume up. Uh, I'm just teasing. If it's not working, we want to fix it, but okay. So here, puppy, this is one that you're going to like.
1: Okay. What are you doing? And I want to see what you're doing. Okay. Go, go. Puppy okay.
0: Who. Puppy. I'm going to open it up here because I want to show you this part of it first. This is puppy. This is an exciting one. Um, we're looking at, um, let me roll this here.
1: So Don Fish Hunt, oh, you're looking for who you're looking yep, for, yep, yep, has yep. another super chat. Excellent. Um, and Don, I wanted to let you know that I threw the video link to Thunder's 24 hours in the comments. So you'll want to try and grab that here. It's up there at 828 is when I commented that. So you can look back up there at the timestamp, but lots of Giardia is going around where I live, was wondering what's the best treatment, what uh, the best treatment is and how do you guys deal with Corentin Sanitation and best medication?
0: Uh, ugh, a um, few things.
1: So Giardia is honestly fairly common with- Extremely common, but uh, it sucks. Yeah. With, Dogs and hunting dogs, especially, and when things get wet and warm um, and the dogs are drinking out of puddles, all those things are pretty easily happening. Um, If you are dealing with Giardia, I would definitely reach out to your vet, um, stool sample to confirm, and then they're going to most likely prescribe medication.
0: Yeah, it's usually uh, metronidazole and then a drug called... uh panicure or safeguard, which is fenbendazole is the active ingredient in that, or they'll do some combination of the two together, all of which you need to go to your vet to get. Okay.
1: But, um, and then
0: cleaning stuff up. Some of the stuff that we really like, um, is Wissy Wash makes a, a big kennel cleaner thing, but they just created a little tablet deal where you can sanitize in your own little, um, squirt, bottle. squirt bottles. It's called Effersan. It comes in a tablet. You put it in a quart bottle and it's kill all, let that dry. It's supposed to be safe for the dogs. And it's essentially a bleach type product, but doesn't, uh, I don't know. It's a bleach type product and it works great. That's what we're using for extreme sanitation type situations.
1: And Giardia is somewhat opportunistic in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: a probiotics would be the other one, which, uh, Sorry, I'm kind of cutting you off. You're fine. Probiotics would be the other one Uh, that it's not going to live as well in a good, healthy gut environment. Now, the the caveat with that is probiotics um, are uh, bacteria; it's good bacteria, and the antibiotics technically can kill the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. But it doesn't really hurt to throw it in there and keep it rolling after you feel like the medicine, after you finish your course of medicine. Keep probiotics rolling for a little while. It'll help uh, stomachs all the way around. Is that it? hmm Okay. Um, this is one that I wanted to show you, okay? And then I think that's about all the time we're going to have for this evening. Oh, oh okay. What'd you got?
1: I was wondering if you were going to do guts to vex. Oh, because we'll do that. We we'll do two. Okay.
0: So this one- We're going we'll, we'll to do two. I talked me You talked me into it. We'll do two. And then what you guys have to do is just let me know if this is something that interests you, Uh, Not for me to talk more about it. Uh, I enjoy talking about it. It's a lot of info. It's a lot of stuff, but I also don't want to bore y'all. We like answering your questions. If that's what you'd rather see, we can do that. So um, here we go. Uh, You can see colors, right? We've got Willow Creek's T-Rex Darby. That's uh, nothing but trouble. It's the old Nixer. Now and then this is the cool. T
1: Rex. That's Grandpa Rex. Grandpa Rex. Everybody yep. lovingly refers to him that way.
0: Yep. 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 So then we've got Willow Creek Zoom Zoom Zoe. This dog right here is it's, this it's dog's sister, sister. Uh, from the same breeding. I don't have a birth date in there to remember. What's a registration number? I don't have that in there. Good dang! I'm falling down on the job. We need more um, data entry. Yeah, it's good enough. The uh, but. Sister, brother and sister, I believe from the same breeding or one breeding different. No, 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 no. Zoe was from Shooter One's litter. This is the litter after that. So, Zoe's a little older. Anyhow, same cross, different breeding. You see some similarities here, okay? Now, what comes up behind that is Bomber. Bomber is a Dixie Tango dog. Let me click on that for you. And when you double click on dogs, it takes you to that individual dog's record, okay? So... Um Dixie Tango. Okay. This is Dixie. This is Tango. Now we're going back. Um, because I I wanted you to see that because you're gonna see it here. Diva is a you guessed it, Dixie Tango dog. Okay, bomber and diva. I believe are either litter mates or I don't know if that breeding was done more than once. Okay, then what you see up here is man in black, man in black, man in black, sharpshooter dog produced a bajillion of amazing dogs. Um, I don't know if of,
1: that's quite an accurate number, but he's had a lot of breeder award litters. He's produced a lot of really. I think nice he's dogs produced but.
0: the most um, breeder award litters of any dog in the history of Navda.
1: Right, but I don't think quite a bajillion.
0: It's pretty dang close, okay? okay? Um, but it, not in a bad way. Just in a way, he's a hell of a dog, so he's breeding. Okay, don't don't breed into anything. These are the words I'm saying. Um, Sharpshooters man in black. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Um, Typically in those breedings that fall in the tango and that stuff and whatever, we see some more And I'm saying, okay, we've got this dog up front. I really like this dog. This is a dog we're going to be doing a breeding with later this year. And as long as everything, um, it's a local gentleman here. He's got an amazing little dog that I got to hunt with this last fall.
1: And we trained.
0: And we trained and we're going to, this is the thing. I'm, I'm open to all, all dogs that fit the category of me going, wow, you got a nice dog there. Um, then we talk about things and see if it works out, um, breeding to Vex. And I was like, Hmm, Vex happens to be a, um, comes back here to the cash and we got cash here. We got cash here. I don't want to be too tight on that because what I've seen is it's a little more prey drive sometimes than what we specifically are looking to produce like a little more field dog. And then, but I'm like, but but Piper doesn't really fall in that category. She's, she's got good drive, but she points and she backs and she retrieves and she's nice to be around. And then you got this guy who everybody loves, including myself, probably more than anybody else. But then this is the interesting part. Okay
1: which is why Ethan really likes playing with these pedigrees and just uh-huh. being like, well, let's see. Let's see what, what Piper to Vex would be. Let's see what, what Piper to what Shooter
0: does would look be. Like. So 13.1%. We're right in that middle of the 32% being a little high and 3 to 4% being a little lower than what I'm looking for. Um, report, we've got 2040 of 2046. I'll probably go look for that, but 489 dink dogs. So what this means is it's not an overly tight breeding. Not too tight, okay, 13%, but we've got fewer unique ancestors back there, meaning it's going to be a very consistent breeding. So we're going to have, hopefully, nine clones of the exact same puppy. They're pretty much just one's a male, one's a female, and they're different colors, okay? Now, the other side of things is uh, percentage of blood. This is where some stuff gets kind of cool. We're going to do a count first. Holy Crap! Seventy eight times Hill Haven's hustler <laughs> shows up. I think that's a new record. Yeah, that is a new record. Okay, so now he doesn't show up until generation six, but he happens to be almost the equivalent of a grandparent, which that would be
1: generation three, three.
0: Okay, which is crazy. It's crazy, but field dog, field dog, field dog, field dog, field dog. Uh, that's not a. That's more of a German dog. Then we've got field, and then we've got well, Remo.
1: There, and.
0: Remo. Eric Von Anstrand's a field dog. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got some other stuff mixing in here. Here's Axel down here, at 15 times of a repeat. Um, and then we've got some other germ stuff. So what I'm liking about this and me personally breeding this, about your what you are trying to produce. We're trying to be better. We're trying to better the breed in a way of producing a, a family-oriented, versatile companion that can be Edged in the direction of field dog. I I mean, we don't primarily duck hunt. We like to float that line. But if I have to float it one way, if I have to tip the scale one way or the other, I'm tipping it field wise. That's for me. Um,
1: Which is why I'm just going to throw this in there. uh Looking at pedigrees, having an understanding of what they mean, what those titles mean. Um, and what those breeders are breeding for characteristics wise is really important to make sure that you not, don't just get a short hair. you get a short hair that fits what you what looking you're looking for. for. Absolutely. And maybe we're producing it, maybe we're not. It just depends on what you guys are looking for specifically.
0: Okay, so you look at percentage blood, shooting star, sharp shooter, hustler doesn't show up till generation six and he's almost a grandparent, three third generation there. Okay. But part of that, why things aren't quite blown out here. All right. Hustler inbreeding coefficients 1.17. So line breeding on that bud boy is still line breeding on an outcrossed dog, not hundred percent consistency. Things that we know though, with heavily hustler bred litters is they're going to throw fairly coated dogs. They're going to throw versatility. They're going to throw softer dogs and they're going to throw dogs that point back and retrieve fairly naturally. Um, he's a hall of famer, folks. Okay. And a dual champion. It's a hell of a dog to breed on. Now, granted, we're trying to produce better, but what we can say is when we look at this, we've got a general idea. Cause again, I mentioned this in the beginning, we're going to see mom and we're going to see dad, but this is helping us to better understand what made mom and dad and what things we should expect to see repeated into the breeding. So this one I don't believe it's even announced on our website yet because this is kind of a newer coming um, is one I'm really excited about. Now, the next thing is that I've been trying to do for years and years. Yep. What do We got, we super got a super chat okay. from
1: Nicole Spencer said, I submitted my dog's pedigree. It was not on the show tonight, but I was wondering if you could still put it in your program. This is very interesting and would love to learn more. And then they Which also said, I am a Patreon. I can reach out on there as well. You guys are awesome. Thank you for teaching us. Of course, especially because you are a Patreon a patron member, we would definitely want to help you out. We'll take a look 100%. at your pedigree. Um, and
0: yeah, Pull it up and see why I didn't grab it. There were a few. And
1: there were a few that we just didn't have time. I mean, there were a take lot a of, that of pedigrees that mm-hmm. got submitted um, and we just... There's only so many hours in a day.
0: All righty, folks. This is the last one, and this is something that I've been extremely excited about. I've said that a lot this evening, right? I'm extremely excited, okay? I enjoy this, and this is what... It's the the nerdiness in me. I like looking at the numbers. I like looking at this stuff and then drawing conclusions based on what I hope breedings will produce and then seeing, okay, uh, these breedings did produce that. In fact, I... Um, I I think if we try and repeat that again, we can see somewhat of what we're, we're looking for. What do we got here? That one I didn't do. NAFCS. All right. So I'll have that. I'll probably have that dog. There was a few more dogs missing from this and what I have time for. I would be happy to sit down and work on this for you though. Um, it'll just take me, it'll take me a little bit of time. It's going to, I mean then, it'll take me a few hours and I may request you to get some um, research pedigrees depending some research on where pedigrees get stuck to help at. me out. Yep. So, so. we'd more than happy to look at it. shoot us a message on Patreon just to remind me and we will we will make it happen. Now, we've talked a little bit about line breeding and jumped around on that. Um I have talked about this multiple times if you follow any of our stuff at all, you know that I am a vex um lover. Okay. He is my favorite dog. He's been a dog of a lifetime. He's my favorite dog in the whole dang world. Okay. Um, I have wanted to work toward line breeding on him without just breeding him directly to his children. That's not my goal. Um, but line breeding on him and we finally got some opportunities and we're going to be doing this. Um, which
1: breeding programs take time as well. Like we're talking about, you know, some of these are 10 generations. Well, it takes time to get through 10 generations, or even three generations. Uh, it doesn't hope n- happen overnight. So. Okay,
0: so let's pull.
1: Yeah, I want to show the pedigree, pedigree first. first. Sorry, Since this is the one that buttons. I was like, we need to do this one, because I think it'll be interesting.
0: Okay, explore. Hitting the right stuff. Cancel. Don't change anything, please. Guts, yeah. Vex, family uh pedigree here. Okay. Here we go, folks.
1: Click off of that so it doesn't I know I'm getting there.
0: Okay. I have to click in the white part off of the pet this is other goofy nuances. Okay. Um
1: so colors that show up mean they're the same dog. So oh I can't point to the screen and it show what you're showing. So you have to use your arrow.
0: Why is that not? It's not showing. Oh there it does because it's only showing the pe- the colors that match up that are on the screen actually because if you see this uh, essentially this entire side here is a repeat in of this its- pedigree because it's repeated right here and you see it through this whole thing i mean the whole thing is colored out okay so and
1: the reason behind that is because vex is being bred back to his Granddaughter.
0: Yep. So you see this puppy, Guts Vex. Um Guts here is a Vex granddaughter.
1: Which we talked about potentially doing breedings like that. Line, Line breedings. Breeding. Boom, baby. Produce some consistency.
0: Let's pull this up here and look at how crazy things get. Right? So you're thinking, oh my oh goodness. Oh my
1: gosh, what did they do? All well, right
0: coefficient of inbreeding
1: 16% which we just looked at piper devex and that was what 13 13? so mm-hmm. not much tighter than that
0: but unique dogs is up to 649 and missing. that's only going to go up when i add the other
1: 40 dogs
0: many, and not quite 38 dogs into that mix it'll go up a few more points so we're north of 650 unique ancestors which is gonna be a slightly less consistent breeding. But again, we'll pull directly on, and this is, ooh, this is one of those things that gets interesting here to look at, cause we haven't had an example of this yet. Um, you're gonna see, that's what I'm saying, here he is. Why is that not showing that in order? Cause I didn't sort it.
1: You sorted it by name.
0: Yeah, I sorted it alphabetically, yeah. sorry.
1: Okay. Well, okay, I was, like, I was confused
0: for a second. So look at this, Vex is technically more than a parent. He is 62.5% blood passing onto these puppies, which means we have a tipped in the scale the direction of Vex, which is something, like, if I could just literally clone him, I would, which is not possible at this point with my Budget. financial status. <laughs> um, but And it truly, is,
1: I mean, honestly, like we talk about all the time, we're always trying to improve upon the breed, so we're hoping that having a lot of Vex is but not all vex again, we'll get something a little bit better because so, that's the goal.
0: There's that. Another example of a potential line breeding. We're going to look at this one really, really fast, but it would be a puppy. Um, I've talked a little bit. What do you, oh, you got a super chat. Mm-hmm. Rock and roll. I'll type From this in.
1: Zach Faulkner. We have a pup that has Gambles, Odyssey, Fritz on both sides. We oh, were yeah. curious of your opinion on that bloodline. Notice you have one or two dogs with him in it.
0: Yeah, that's, um... Who uh, Thunderbot, and that's who I was just entering this in here, actually, creating, this was another potential, it's a little different line breeding, but.
1: So, Thunder is out of Muddy, who was bred to Benny via a frozen breeding, Um, and Benny is from Gamble's kennel, and I don't remember all the rest of his ancestors, but Ethan's bringing that up, because... Benny's out of Sam. Ethan
0: somehow broke the program, so hopefully
1: Ethan broke it.
0: Yeah. it this is what we were talking about. This is why you're post. always
1: trying to back it up because yeah. it is running on a parallels program. On top of it's a glitchy oh program, God, yeah. all the things. If someone that was actually super, super computery, programmy rewrote this, it would be amazing.
0: Okay, editor. Puppy, tricks, thunder. These are our babies. This stuff has happening for a while. Okay. But um, shoot, I don't even know. What is her registered name? I don't know if I even have her in here yet.
1: Standing Stones, Trouble in Disguise.
0: Okay. Standing Stones. Um, Thunder is uh
1: But you could always do Puppy Quest Hatch. I know, but th- okay.
0: Thunder I have I think I have in here. What is it? What's oh,
1: Thunder, Young Gun. Young Gun. I thought you were asking about.
0: Okay, and then what's her name again? Trouble. Not in here yet, but we're going to add her. T-R-O-U. B-L-E. Trouble in.
1: You spelled trouble wrong. T-R-O-U.
0: Disguise. How do you spell this?
1: D-I-S-G-U-I-S-E. See, this is why he needs me, folks, for the data entry side of things. Okay,
0: standing stones, trolling in disguise. Yeah, create one, folks. S t n d i n g. Okay, so now we go to the pedigree. This is a fast way to click through this and stuff. This okay. is
1: a quick way for you guys to see how this data entry goes, especially when you have all the dogs.
0: Um, go back here. I just click it one time. That shows up. Sire is
1: um grouse uh, points. Yep. Praying,
0: pray for a good one, and then Dam is nope. uh, Outlanders. Outlanders.
1: Quest for trouble. There we go. Okay,
0: so here you can see there's our line breeding again on the old Vex monster, and this is a potential all-enter information for them in later. Obviously, this isn't a guaranteed. Trix is
1: just five months old.
0: Babies, so. but this is the stuff we play with here. Okay, so calculate inbreeding on that again. Calculate seven percent even though there's the line breeding aspect in it. We're missing a few dogs here in 671. So this is more of an outcross again, but still is line breeding on. Allie yeah. didn't even show up in here standing. Stone. let's go. Nothing but trouble you. There he is. Okay. Third generation. Allie's just a grandparent according to this. Something in there. And Hustler shows up 56 times. We can look at that count. That'd be a fun breeding, though. I mean, it's a good chance that that one will probably happen, folks. Get in line for two years from now. (laughs) Um, But that's, I mean, that's the gist of it, okay? Let's go ahead and bop back over here, and we will finish this up for you all this evening. We Uh, have
1: fun with things like this, too, so we got a little carried away.
0: All right, so those are some of the big things that we end up working through when it comes to different breedings, different pedigrees. That is, if you will, the pedigree deep dive. Uh, for those of you that are still with us, thanks for making it all the way. And do you end up getting to that question there?
1: Yeah, we were talking about it. I don't think we quite finished it. We were—they were curious about what our opinion was on the bloodline of Gamble's Odyssey Fritz. And oh, we were it's very about interesting it being stuff. Behind, yeah, and um, Thunder. And that's kind of where we were going. And then you got sucked into tricks. I just tricks. got sucked into tricks, baby. And then um, I did see that Don Fish the Hunt second. asked, go. did my second super chat get answered? And your second super chat was about the Giardia, I believe. And yes, we did answer it. So um, if, if you want to. No, we, we answered it. We were talking about metronidazole. Uh, I just mean
0: audio. If something weird happened with the audio, I don't oh. know. Um. Here it is, uh, Gamble's Benny the Jet, right here. And then there's your Fritz, baby. Yep. Fritzy, Fritzy. Um, there he is. So uh, Dual champions.
1: And we've been... Hall of
0: Fame dogs. Lots of stuff yes, here, folks.
1: We've been super happy with uh, Thunderbutt.
0: Mm-hmm. Very much so. Uh, Rick and Brenda down there do a good job. They've been doing it a long time doing it a long time. Okay. Um, but that's it guys. I hope, uh, this answers some questions for you. I hope it, uh,
1: didn't bore you to death
0: brings up some questions for you. If you would like more information to this, I would be happy to share some of this. Uh, just reach out. We can help you out. If you're interested in, um, setting the program up or doing any of those other things, I'd be happy to give you a little bit of help with that. It's a lot. It's, it's a fairly big learning curve and I make it you know, click through, make it look pretty easy, but I've been doing but it for like a decade. So
1: been um, a lot of learning on our end as well. Yes.
0: And a lot of time reading. There's a manual that comes with it. You can download and it's like it's not well written like the software, but it works. OK. And to the point where migrating to something different would be difficult, but it, it is it is it does work. But I hope you enjoyed this. Thanks for tuning in with us live here, folks. Um, we should be rocking and rolling 730 again next week. It will be a standard Yahwa, if you will. We're here to answer your questions, see what you guys have to say. And,
1: the, and I want to throw this out there just because we most likely may have to pre-record it because... There may be traveling involved to get alley bread, like we talked about. Oh, yeah, about. there's
0: the potential of that we got to just follow with what's going on there with her. So we'll see.
1: We will announce if it will be live or not. But either way, it will be aired at 730. 730 Central, Standard, Central Standard,
0: Time. Standard Time. Wednesdays, folks. Guys, thanks for being with us. We appreciate you. Uh, we enjoy doing this. I'm the guy with the pink gun.
1: I'm Cat, the dog trainer.
0: And we'll see you in the next video.